Moving on now, we're going to learn today uh, Simon Bays, which has six, six Se'ifim in it, as well as we'll begin Simon Gimel with uh, Se'ifim Aleph and Bays. We're going to have three sections in today's halachas. The first is the appropriate way to get dressed in the morning. We'll see which relates to Tzniyas, which is really going to be tying into the second idea that we discussed today, which is appropriate behavior in front of Hashem. Certainly these two ideas connect, but respectful behavior and mentality, attitude in front of Hashem. And then the third idea we're going to, which also it ties in all together, is going to be the appropriate conduct in the bathroom. We're going to see this is also relates to the idea of Tzniyas, but those are going to be the three sections discussed today. So let's begin with Simon Bey's Sif Aleph and Bey's. So the Shulchan Aruch starts off, how do we get dressed in the morning? Says the Shulchan Aruch, a person should place his shirt over his head and arms, Mishabura says, because he was sleeping naked. While he's still lying down, says the Shulchan Aruch, so that when he rises out of bed, he'll be covered and he won't be undressed uh, even for a moment. The Shulchan Aruch says, however, some a person shouldn't say, uh, don't say, who, Hashem doesn't see me, who can see me, because Hashem's honor fills the entire world, and therefore we have to act in a sanua, modest type way, regardless if there's people around or not. The Mishavurah continues and explains, a person always has to act with sneers in front of Hashem and not reveal parts of his bodies uh, other than those that are necessary and customary. He explains, Mr. Bruce says that we're allowed to reveal from our arms until the elbow and by our necks until the chest. Mr. Bruce says based on that, that even socks, uh, because in our places a person's custom was in their house to wear their socks on their feet, feet were generally covered, so socks should also be put on under the covers. However, a bathhouse or a river where the normal behavior was to be undressed, uh, there's no issue there. Uh, even so, when he gets out of these places, the river, for example, he should bend slightly so as not to just uh, totally flaunt the idea of sneus, even though in general in those areas one has to be careful when emerging, should cover his privates to some degree just to be modest. At the end of If uh, Bays, the Mishnah says a couple of things that cause a person to forget their Torah learning, which is sleeping with clothing under his head. In the uh, Dirshu I saw brought down, there's a debate over here if it's your own clothing or even other people's clothing, um, putting on two garments at once. And I saw there's a discussion in Dirshu if taking off two garments at once is the same issue. Reading the writings on the kever, on the gravestones, and gazing at the faces of the dead. Again, there's a lot of discussion here regarding this. If this, um, what specifically causes the kashal shikha causes you to forget your Torah learning. But just an uh, interesting point is there seems to be some distinction as brought in the Dirshu. If the writing on the kever is bolet, uh, meaning if the writing emerges or if it's just written. Similarly, there was also a discussion if this is an issue for women altogether because the whole problem would be uh, you'll forget your Torah learning. But for women, that's not an issue because they're not chayiv in Torah learning anyways. So therefore, this might not be an issue. Um, and also there's a discussion here. The Gemara says anybody that doesn't review their Torah learning is like an ischayiv benafsho. It's a terrible thing. So I saw it brought down by the Dirshu again that many say this isn't the same issue because here it's not certain that you'll forget your Torah learning. It's possible. Perhaps you can forget your Torah learning. Therefore, it wouldn't be necessarily the same uh, severity.
Okay, let's move on now. Uh, if Gimel, putting on and wearing a shirt. So the Shulchan Aruch says one should wear a shirt properly, not inside out. And the Mishaburah says even regarding clothing that are underneath, it shouldn't be in a form that would cause disgrace. And Mishaburah says based on that, if a person's a Talmud Chacham and it's uh, flipped inside out, he needs to fix it because otherwise he can cause others to hate Torah when they see a Talmud Chacham looking ridiculous. And if not, regardless, he needs to, even if he's not a Talmud Chacham, he needs to fix it for tefillah to be appropriately presenting in front of Hashem. Uh, the Mishaburah continues and says, when you get dressed, you should hold both sides of the garment in your left hand, put it on the right hand, and then put on the left part of that garment. Talmud Chacham should wear an average, respectable, clean clothing, not something that's too fancy or something that's disgraceful. Moving on now to Seif, Dalet, and Hay, in terms of shoes. So the Shulchan Aruch says you should put on the right shoe, then the left, tie the left, and then the right. Ramah says if there's no laces, just put on the right shoe first. And then the Shulchan Aruch, Seif, Hay says, remove the left shoe first, because the Mishabur says we generally give honor to the right, and removing the, right, uh, the left shoe first is honor to the right. In regards to tying, however, we tie the left first, because we tie the left uh, it's filling on the left hand. You see tying in the left arm go hand in hand. If somebody's a lefty and he ties tefillin on his right arm, so then he could tie his right shoe uh, first. Uh, similarly, when showering and anointing, a person should do his right side of his body and then his left. And if he's showering, then uh, his whole body, first his head, because his head is the rosh l'chol evarim. Uh, I did see bring down over here some discussion <clears throat> regarding the distinction of why you're taking your shoes off. If you're taking your shoes off to put on other shoes, so perhaps it's more of a kavod actually to take off the right shoe first because then it'll get uh, the new shoes on first. However, if you're taking it on to put off, to put on some something inferior, let's say Erev Yom Kippur, to put on fake shoes or not shoes, so then perhaps it would be just more ideal like the normal halachas brought here to take off the left shoe because that is covered for the right. Okay, uh, moving on now to Sivvav. In terms of moving on to the second section, not to present oneself in a haughty manner in front of Hashem. So Shulchan Aruch says, you can't walk with a kaimah an upright posture. Mishnah says, because it's like pushing away the legs of the shechina. And therefore, Mishnah says, even would be problematic in less than Dalet when you're stationary, because you can't act in a way that's disrespectful to the shechina, even in a limited area. Similarly, you have to wear a head covering. So the Shulchan Aruch says you shouldn't walk four Amas with your head uncovered. The Ramah says, again, in honor of the Shechinim. Shabura brings down, even in a house we have to be mocked, but on this, certainly under the sky that's not covered by a roof. And the Midas Chasidus is even when it's less than four Amos, even when sleeping. It seems like the uh, Amudei Horasa is, is not so machmir on this necessarily. Uh, when sleeping, that's just Midas Chasidus. Some debate that uh, this four Amos idea isn't uh, even less than four Amos to have a head covering isn't necessarily the baseline halacha, it's just extra levels of sneas. However, today it's considered an Easter without a, ha- a head covering, even sitting in one's house. I saw in the Mudehara, it's brought down that today, since wearing a yarmulke is an association with B'nai Torah, so therefore you want to wear that to associate with that crowd. Wearing a head covering, the Mishra continues instills Yeras Shemayim, right? Yamaka in Yiddish, Yori Malka, is, uh, or Aramaic actually, instills fear of heaven. That's appropriate even to train children to be makbed on wearing head coverings uh, because of that idea. Now, using one's hand to cover one's head 
um, is effective as long as it's not for Amos and under the sky. Certainly wouldn't be effective in terms of learning Torah and making blessings. I saw uh, something interesting brought down over here. I saw by Amude uh, Hora brings down that if you, sorry, by the Dirshu, if you say hello to somebody, Shalom, which is one of the names of Hashem, when he responds, he's probably referring to, or he could be referring to Shalom being the name of Hashem. That could be an issue if he's not wearing a yarmulke, so it'd be easy to avoid if you just say Manishma or Mashlomcha, what are you, do, what are you, what are you doing, what, how are you doing, and then you avoid the issue of him responding with the name of Hashem without a yarmulke on. Uh, some are lenient at night. If you want to drink, you could just put your hand on your head, make a bracha, but it's better to stretch the sleeve of your shirt, cover your head, because then it's certainly covered properly and you make a bracha. Um, it's important when you put on tefillin to be careful to make a bracha with a yarmulke on, as some people take the yarmulke off, make a bracha with it off. That could be problematic. Now a toupee could be an issue of maris ayin, even though your head's theoretically covered with the uh, material under the toupee, but people can't see that. Some are lenient about that, and the Biur Alacha explains that if uh, delousing, when a person's having lice taken out of his hair, needs to cover his head with his hand at all. However, he paskins, we don't need to, because uh, everyone sees what's going on, so it's not a problem of uh, following the goyim for sure, but it's not an issue of um, not wearing a yarmulke at that moment. Getting a haircut would be the same idea. Okay. Now let's move on a little bit in terms of the bathrooms. This is really the very end of Simon Bays, and it'll tie us into Simon Gimel. So in terms of using the facilities before davening and walking with shoes, which is tied in here. So Shulchan Aruch says, before davening, you should check to see if you need to relieve yourself. Mishnah Bura says, because when we daven, we accept Machus Shemayim and Shema Shemayna Esther, we have to have a Gufnaki. A uh, minimal check is necessary. You don't have to miss Zmanim of Tefillah, uh, Zmanim or Tefillah B'Tzibor. The Ramah says, and you should cover your body and you shouldn't walk barefoot. The Mishnah Bura says, you should sell everything you have uh, with, to, not, to, to buy shoes. However, in Arabic countries, it could be acceptable to walk barefoot because that was the norm. Um, some people used to not wear shoes uh, as a form of tshuva. I saw brought down from the Amudei uh, Hora. It's better to tell these people, just learn Torah, that's the better kapara. The Ramah finishes off in this simen, simen bays, that a person should accustom oneself to use the facilities morning and evening. That's considered, as Rizus and Nikios, a good way to train one's self in properly proper behavior. Just in terms of this issue with shoes, you should sell everything you have to buy shoes. So I saw a few reasons brought down. Either it's because it's considered a big bizayon to go without shoes, or it's an issue of getting sick. You're walking around the cold, you can get sick without shoes, or it's a tzniyos issue. Now let's move on to Simen Gimel, which is on Hagas Beis ties into what we just finished off. The Shulchan Aruch explains that there used to be that there used to be malachim that would accompany a person. So when he would go to the bathroom, he would say a certain prayer of or, or a certain uh, declaration. The ones that are honoring me should wait outside. But since today we're not. Uh, on the level of having Malachim accompanying us, as the Mishabura says, because we're not Yerushalayim like that, we don't have to say that. I did see bring down a very interesting thing. On Shabbos we say, Shalom Aleichem, which seems to be saying that the Malachim will accompany is related to two, those two angels that accompany us on Shabbos. So I saw brought down, nonetheless, we wouldn't, even if we go to the bathroom, we wouldn't have to say this is Gab Mechubadim, because they're there to accompany us for the mitzvah of Shabbos, of Kiddush, but not to give us kavod. So therefore, they know what they need to do, and we don't have to say that as well. There is actually discussion if you say this at all. Apparently, the Chassam Seifer only used to say uh, Shalom Aleichem, but quietly anyways, because of his humility. 
but uh, not necessarily would he not say it altogether. Okay, now moving on to Sif Beis, uh, Sim and Gimel Sif Beis, Tzniyas in the bathroom. So the Shulchan Aruch says, you should only uncover yourself when you're sitting down. Mishnah Baruch says, as well as before standing up. I would assume that means you clean yourself while you're sitting down. The Ramah says, two men shouldn't enter the bathroom together. Mr. Brewer says, but if one is scared, the second person can place his hand on the head of the person relieving himself through a window, as long as he doesn't see the place of the uncovering where the person of the person who's relieving himself. And the Mr. Brewer explains it's even prohibited to enter the bathroom when the, with a wife, uh, even with a child, unless if the child doesn't have das, meaning he's a little child. Shulchan says also we can't speak inside the bathroom and one should lock the door. Mishabur says if there's a great need, you could speak. However, if you're already relieving yourself, you're not allowed. Um, if you can't lock the door and someone else is trying to enter, make a noise, like a snort or something, to deter the other people from entering. Uh, I saw the brought down in Amude Hora, apparently the Yakut Yosef doesn't distinguish if you've already started to relieve yourself or not. If you need to talk, you could talk and you don't have to be so machmir. Um, if you, right, women were permitted to speak because of issues of yichud in public bathrooms, and the Bira Lacha says that, a uh, very important thing, the Bira Lacha says that the smak holds tzniyus to be a mitzvah de eraisa, and therefore the Mishnabur and the Bira Lacha explains the importance of having public restrooms near shuls. Multiple reasons that he gives, one of them is so that people daven without having to go to the bathroom, because if they don't, if they don't have a bathroom nearby, perhaps they'll daven and say Shemus of Hashem, which is problematic because it's an issue and you haven't been yaitzah tefillah l'chaira. So therefore, he says the importance of having public restrooms near the shul so people can relieve themselves and then daven properly. Chaira today, Baruch Hashem, we don't have this issue because we have infrastructure with bathrooms near shuls and we are able to daven with gufnaki. We should be makbed on that though. Okay, we're stopping here, but as Hashem will pick up tomorrow, everybody have a wonderful day.